R, you want to count us down? Sure. 99. 90. I'm just kidding. Maybe from three. Four. <laughs> three, two, one, go. Welcome to Thought Cops, the only podcast where every week we police the mean streets of the internet because, hey, somebody's got to do it. And then we let you be the judge, the jury, and the executioner in the court of public opinion. Coming to you live from Neo Chicago, I am Officer Kevin. And I'm Officer Grant. Yeah, like that. Perfect. Perfect. That was that was that went better than I thought. I thought I might for a second. I'm like, am I whispering it? I was like mouthing it, but I'm like, am I? I don't know. Also, for anyone listening, um, that was a spectacle you simply must see with your own eyes because we are now entering season two of Thought Cops. Uh, Zwick put the little Ghostbuster guy over me, or like put my face on the Ghostbusters two icon or logo. Yeah, Zwick, do do whatever you have to do to make this look pristine, please. Also, so take we, out the whispering in the beginning. So people may be confused. They say, "What the heck? Season two? Isn't this show like six years old?" Yeah. Guess what? Season two begins now. We are starting a, a new era of podcasting. It's a new world order of thought cops. And it begins on this very episode tonight. Ooh. And I guess it's a Halloween well, episode. That's a ghost it's, noise. Yeah. It's also one of those things, too, where like people nowadays are spoiled by watching a season of television that's like eight episodes long. Back in the day, a season of television would be like 40 plus episodes long. You would watch a season yeah. of Frasier and it would last multiple years and you'd be like, this is only still season one. I'm on episode 56 of Frasier. You know? You know, some people actually called Frasier uh, the original podcaster. Or wasn't he supposed to, wasn't there supposed to be like a Frasier reboot at some point? Where I he think they're still doing it, yeah. Uh, Ari grabs well, with us today. Yes, Hello, yes. <laughs> there's, Ari, well, thoughts there's on Frasier? Uh, I have yet to see it. I All my friends say it's great. It I is good. Either. I just want to know if I should watch it. Oh. I can't, enjoyed can't it a you. lot. I think uh, Kelsey Grammer... Um, has been on the slow decline since that movie has come out, but um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not looking forward well, to a reboot. But Frasier, Frasier is up there. It seems like that's one of the most beloved TV spinoffs of all time. Is it a spinoff? Frasier. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. It was a uh, Cheers. Yeah, uh, I didn't see that either. Dude, I is didn't there either. A, I, just, there I just know from cultural. I like osmosis. started it. I never watched the rest of it. Is there a wider audience for Cheers or Frasier? It feels like Frasier. Frasier, definitely. I don't know. I mean, Cheers was huge when it came out. And like, yeah. I think they're both big enough. It's like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. You know what? They're just both popular, you know? Hmm. And there's me. People love making memes of them. Well, right. it's interesting because like Better Call Saul is the prequel. So people don't put it in the same category, which is that everyone always says spinoffs are always bad. And yeah. so Frasier really stands out in that regard. It's up there. Oh, hold on a second. I'm getting a phone call. Yes, hello? Sorry, the Cleveland show is calling me. Oh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Let's uh, watch what we say about spinoffs from now on. That's fair. Um, Frasier, Frasier's good. It's, uh, he's he's the, the beloved uh, pompous douchebag, you know? 
You're like, oh, he's an asshole, but we all learn a lesson at the end, you know? Is that how that went? You learn a lesson at the end? More or less, kind of, yeah. Because it was like, it's very like, it's a very heartwarming y show, and you don't think that it is because Frazier himself is such like an asshole. Sure. But he always sort of like comes around. There's always some sort of an epiphany. It's always about like family and friendships and how everyone's tied together. It's, it's a good show. I'm, I'm not lying. Ari, we got yes. you on uh, to help promote your Kickstarter for Bento Banana 4. Oh, uh, you want to talk which, about that? Which it's been fully funded as of, uh, I don't know, two hours ago? A, a little, a little like four, six hours ago? Yeah. Four it, to six it, hours it ago. It met its so, goal um, today. So I guess all feel? these questions that we were going to ask you, I guess I can throw out. Uh, what, what do you want to no. talk about then? I'm going <laughs> to no, de- mean- delete everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> the campaign isn't over. Um, we we oh, met. I mean, we met the, the goal. goal. We hit the right. goal, which is. I mean, boy, where do I start? There's. I mean, I can I can talk about this campaign for a while. How does it well, feel really, to hit a goal? I've never I've never done that before. I've never <laughs> achieved anything. Um, I mean, so so many feelings, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate. So, like the primary feeling, of course, is holy shit! What this is amazing. I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was well, terrified. This is the first Kickstarter that you've done? I did a little one in college for like $2,000 to help oh, me with you. my senior film. I just didn't know if you did one for like a different bento or not. No, this was the first one for bento. And um, Speaking of bento, though, for those of, uh, for those of you who are listening or watching and are not familiar with the series Bento Banana, right. Ari, could you let them know what that's all about? Yes, please. Thanks for thanks for asking. Bento Banana is a web series that I animate and write and produce about a talking banana and eggplant who are trapped in a procedurally generated anime. It's kind of a dark sci-fi comedy series that I make. And you have uh, so this is the fourth one. There's three out there on your YouTube channel currently. Uh, the third one is particularly amazing. Our friend of the Thank show, Asterios Kokonos, is in that is the villain. Radish. That's right. That's he was he was he was a, a joy to work with. Yeah, on on the podcast he played it really cool, but I swear when we were recording, he was just like, Oh, it's my dream to be a voice actor. <laughs> Thank you. And then we go yeah, to promote, he's just like, Yeah, bet. let's talk about Urkel. Just rolling over so you can rub his belly. Um. <laughs> I mean, he was so fun to direct. And he and he and he imagine. worked really hard to do it too. Yeah, for uh, for someone who has uh, the outset of the the most unprofessional person you might have ever met, he's a very professional. <laughs> That's the brand, the, baby. The, the show has just turned into uh, make fun of Asterios when he's not only listening to episodes but editing episodes. Well, he that's what he now? gets for roasting us so hard in that one episode. <laughs> Hello, Asterios. That, that, that was a highlight. Uh, if if y'all That's haven't funny. gone and listened to what is that two sixty six I think it's two episodes ago. There's the Asterios cut. Yeah, uh, Asterios must watch, must listen. Watch it's it if you watch it if yeah. you can because there's a lot of fun visual stuff he put in there. Yeah, he he wrote songs for it. I we didn't <laughs> yeah. ask him to do any of this. I just thought he was gonna slap something together. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um. So yeah what what is your uh what is your biggest inspirations for bento banana like what made you because you know i we've talked in the show before i've mm-hmm. gone and visited you when you worked at rick and morty um what was your inspiration for doing your own cartoon on your own 
Uh, did I say on your own yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not, there's, I mean, there's a ton, but from the beginning, it should be noted that I made the characters Banto and Plumpy when I was 13 years old. And really? Yeah. And this was because I lived in a time, some of you youngins may not remember, when anime was kind of cringe, not, not really a thing that was cool to like. Um, but around that time too, there was like, really good anime parody kind of going around like Stinko Man 20XEX from Homestar Runner Fuck yeah. and the episode Good Time with Weapons from South Park. And so I was kind of almost more obsessed with that, this kind of way of like LARPing anime, this kind of way of like detached enjoyment of it, like because those things clearly also really liked it. Because they were making fun of it so well back then. You might remember right, right. there was one fucking Gen X joke about anime and it was, it's so cheaply produced. That's the, yeah. the only animation. Yeah, Japanimation. Yeah. Family Guy did it with Speed Racer being like, oh no, in these like, just like cut out poses with speed right. lines. And again, as if uh, th- the very last episode we did, we talked about how cheap and shitty the Scooby Doo animation is, where it's just like uh, the characters run like this every time. You just took them and you put them into a different episode. I know that. I'm yeah. six or years like, old and I'm smarter than the makers of Scooby Doo. Or like speaking of Family Guy, talk about glass houses. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it certainly has some shining moments, but I wouldn't call most of that show to be Sakuga by any means. <laughs> Not what, quite. What, what in particular? Why? Why a banana and an eggplant? Like what was? Um, I mean, in the, in in the your... psychosexual analytic sense, they're perhaps phallic <laughs> objects. But I think really was that it? Just a thirteen-year-old's dick joke? No, I. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying psychosexually analytically. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just following my muse. But I think really, right. uh, maybe maybe this is like not true at all. But I remember in like 2002-ish, bananas were funny. Like that peanut yes. butter jelly type yeah, banana yeah. rocked my fucking world as a kid. I think I think that is honestly where Bento came from. Just like, dude, I what if he was that. anime? I see that, yeah. So yeah. like, who um who are your biggest influences? Like when you when you set out because I know like you, you like I said you've worked on other shows. Like, mm-hmm. are you what, like what what is your like what is your goal for Bento Banana like long term? Do you want to have your own show on Adult Swim? You just want to fund your own stuff as you can do it. Mm, you know, I'll actually have a longer, more in depth answer for this when episode four is finished because that one is gonna kind of reveal some stuff. Oh, about oh. what I'm, what I'm kind of laying down about around my thoughts towards uh, art and the industry. But for now, I'll say that Bento is not something that I want to pitch as a TV show. It's there are other things I do want to pitch as TV shows, and I've tried doing some pitches here and there. But Bento is the thing where when the industry is telling me like no or your your asset to us is as an animator, not as a creator. Bento was what I turned to to say, y'all are wrong. I got I got some good shit going on here. So it's very yeah, much I get that. meant to be mine and and just something that I don't have to worry about being uh commercially viable, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, mean, I know when we when we yeah. started uh Thought Cops season one um, I think I might have got rejected. Get it from, on Blu-ray. 
I think I might have got rejected from ClickHole for like maybe the sixth or seventh time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing. Grant, mm. do you want to do a podcast? And you're like, <laughs> yes, I have an idea. I had an idea already. I love that. I was I was falling straight down the alt-right pipeline and I was like, oh, why don't no. we do internet <laughs> outrage? <laughs> have you guys heard of... Uh, I can't even remember this shit. Have you guys heard of Gamergate? Do you know who uh, Anita Sarkeesian is? You know, I'm just going to make a hard Kevin, turn. we, have to, to, we have to talk about this. Back to your question, <laughs> I just wanted to also throw in that the end goal with Bento is that there's supposed to be one more episode after four. It's gonna. It's supposed to be okay. five episodes long. So the next one, Universe Willing, will be the last one, but it will be a very 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 ambitious last one and i can't even say like it's gonna happen because it's gonna take some some real legwork to make happen well it seems like you time it seems like you put out a new bento what once a year right this one's two years man it's been a little over two years now yeah yeah i don't i don't have any concept of time anymore but um, that's okay it's an illusion yeah two years um yeah, I'd, I would want to ask more questions, but obviously I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun on my assumptions of what you're willing to or not. It, this well, the, no, the then I'll just one, tell you if I will or will. You can ask whatever you want, man. That's fair. This new one does seem to be more meta. There was like a line yeah. at the end of it. Um, and I do want to circle back to like the, the Kickstarter stuff because I feel like we sort of dancing all over the place, uh, <laughs> which is cool. Dancing is uh good but uh the the New last format. line We're figuring it out the last line was all i wanted to do was run a simple episode recap procedure um yes, and that trailer yes. that you released and um is that like uh it it seems like you're you're going you're looking back to go forward a little bit <laughs> and it seems like the the parody itself has become a parody of itself which is confusing to me as a simpleton um yeah, it's getting pretty big brain. I won't lie. Um, but th- is but this the one sim- going to be like longer than the it's other long, ones too? It, or? Yeah, I think it's the longest thing I've ever made. Actually, it's around nine minutes now. I think. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That so to simplify that sentence, uh, Bento Banana Episode Four is going to be a recap episode. Ooh, I hate the recap episodes. Yeah, sorry guys. Call, call actually, each episode. Well, ooh, I, you might be in luck. Ooh. I do love I do love a good recap episode when done well. Um, I was just thinking about this earlier today, but I think uh, y'all remember Clerks, the animated series. Okay, yeah. so yeah. so I actually that episode that you're about to reference was okay. an inspiration to this episode. <laughs> but I will yeah. say that I went back and watched it for some like research, and I was like, yeah. "Ooh, this does." Not hold up like I thought it did. Still a genius concept, but peppered with some not so funny jokes anymore. Yeah. I mean, that that show was a little uh, hit or miss, but I think at the time when it came out, it was sort of like, oh, shit, this is good. It's an adult animated comedy that's not The Simpsons? Okay. Well, there's... There's so many of those shows where it's like, oh, we made a movie and now we're doing a TV show, a cartoon yeah. based on the movie. And it's like, this is going to be garbage. And it was like, mm-hmm. Clerks is not, though. Why isn't it? But then it only lasted for like three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, speaking the, of episodes, 
Are we able to watch the trailer for Bento Banana 4? Uh, now would be a great moment to summarize and recapitulate the main points of our journey this far. Yes, please, disconnection with the base reality is at its rim, and if we keep letting him have these weird little flashbacks, the whole thing's gonna break! All I wanted was to run a simple recap episode procedure. It looks like uh, Bento finally, uh, maybe comes into contact with these people in this control room. I always like the idea in anime of the the people in the control room. I don't really ever know what the control room is or <laughs> did or was. I remember in the third se- the third season of Digimon, there was a control room and there was a guy that would always play with a lighter and I was like, yeah, that guy's cool. <laughs> he he got the he got the voice of uh Spike Spiegel. He was that guy. And he'd sit and play with the lighter, and you're like, "What? What are they doing? What's what's going it's on?" Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So is is I don't know if there's a question there. I just wanted uh, to say I mean, that I, I could I could I riff to on talk that. About the the people in the <laughs> control room. I mean, yeah, it's that those sequences are some of my favorite sequences of the series, and this one has a lot of them, which is exciting because they're also really hard to animate. Um, if you have a keen eye for animation, you might notice that. I differentiate the two realities in Bento with, you know, the anime fruit world, which is all very digital, very clean. It's all on ones. It's tweened. It's rigged. And mm-hmm. then the, the like quote unquote real world with, with meat people, uh, is all hand drawn. They're outlined in blue. They're on like threes and twos and fours instead of ones. Uh, I guess I should break that down. If you're, if, if animations run on 24 frames per second, you'll sometimes see animation on ones which means eh, never mind it's too technical (laughs) well i did want to ask you uh the uh i forget her name but the woman in the control room she is voiced by uh you did a podcast are you still doing perfect bitches we're not going to go back to it uh no plans to maybe we will that's laura deford and she has her own podcast called morning wood that i'll be doing tomorrow actually for fun sweet yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Um, you had that podcast going for a while. Grant and I were on it, but yeah, she was your co-host on that show. Yes, and uh, the voice of um, her. She's just called the director. The director. Yeah. It's like here. Oh, that's I, cool. Yeah. yeah this, in my control room. You're the director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was um this. This did not happen intentionally, but none of the characters in that room ever refer to each other by name. She never says bento or plumpy. She says the banana and eggplant. And I think just subconsciously, there's this kind of like redundancy of people as people to them. They're just their role. So I was like, oh, she's just then the director. And there'll maybe be some more of that coming up. That's, I think, more profound than maybe you even realize. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about uh, animation and like the, the individual like specs of the animation and stuff like that. And I know we've uh, jumped into a couple times where you've been uh, doing live streams of the animation. And I know that it's like very detailed, grueling work. Yeah. What do you think is like, is there like a thing that you like better when it comes to like the animation versus like the storyboarding and the storytelling and stuff like that is there asking which which phase of the process do i enjoy the most yeah or like what what's Mm. harder because i look at the animation and i'm like i would never ever have 
the attention to detail to be like Kevin, I think you were talking about like watching him like draw like the individual circles in the crowd to make sure that like it looked right. And then you <laughs> zoom right. out and it's like this giant stadium and it's like, holy shit, you did all that. And then you have to do that times how many times you do it. Like right. to me, well, that's we're... like I I would fall apart and cry if I had to do that. But like, how does that compare to like the yeah, the constructing process where you're looking mm-hmm. at it and you're like, this is the story I want to tell. This is what the jokes I want to put in, stuff like that. There's a few different trails I can take with that question. I'll, I'll see if I can hit them all succinctly. Take them all. We have time. <laughs> so I, I can't say which stage of the process I enjoy more or is harder because it's, it's art at the end of the day and it's all infinite. It's all just a matter of how much you put into it and just what what's what's your kink what's what floats your boat what do you like doing more than other things i would say i i enjoy storyboarding but it's not my favorite process you sometimes it is on three i had a blast storyboarding on four this episode is so experimental that i i roughed it so fast like if you looked at my animatic for this one you'd be like what the fuck am I looking at? This is just a bunch of blue scribbles with screaming audio over it. Um, animation, I really like typically. So, you know, which is why I'm an animator professionally. That's the thing I can make sense the longest amount of time doing. Um, but compositing is actually, I don't, I don't know professionally anymore how much I enjoy compositing. That, that can be a very rough career, but on my own stuff, it is so much fun to like really finally put polish to the animation. I th- this time around I'll try to have more shots to show as a side by side because people don't really know what compositing is. It's the best way I could describe it is like photoshopping video. You have an image of something initially, you're like that looks okay, then you put it in Photoshop, you add some blur, you add some gradients, you add some contrast, make things pop, and you're like, "Ooh, that's a picture." Same idea with compositing, but there's also like effects that you add too and it just makes everything just really really nice. Is that like what takes it from like uh, you know, when you draw like uh the the little uh, girl jumping rope on like a bunch of post-its and you flip through and you're like oh yeah i can see how that's like a cartoon is that what like you're talking about like blurring and stuff like that it's sort of like uh, if there's motion we add like a little bit of like a blurred so that like when she's jumping the rope like it doesn't look so like chop 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 i'm not sure what your jump rope example includes because if it's, if it's just either. showing if it's just showing the images in a sequence that looks like animation that's just your brain being amazing and knowing how to interpolate a bunch of different images happening at 24 frames per second and turning it into sure. one coherent illusion called life compositing would be if i put that girl on fire using vfx oh or or made her like bumped the contrast on the lines added a gradient in the background to make it look pretty that's that's compositing oh i'm very stupid I don't it's okay you know we'll what i think we're getting a little lost in the weeds ari's trying to teach us decades of uh experienced cartoonist work but let's talk about something that's the lifeblood of thought cops some of the weird shit we see on the computer because guess what it's season two but it's not going anywhere because this week uh, the one and only Tim Allen 
had asked a very pressing question on Twitter where he he wants to know who is the face of woke. Do wokies oh, no. have a clubhouse in someone's backyard? Or maybe a cute yet safe playpen somewhere. Hmm. Not you, Buzz Lightyear. Not you too. Santa, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this I mean, this is not exactly surprising. Tim Allen has been fucking doing this. Grant, you got to take this guy down a peg. <laughs> well, I've been you trying get, you to. Get on, been, I got to get where? You got to get on TikTok and do a follow-up to your other video where you I make did. a noise. Oh, well, did you I haven't done I, it yet. It's yeah, saved in my draft folder. Yeah. Okay. Waiting for the that's, right time. Okay. I, I love that that's uh, become my um, my stereotype now. Or what do you call it? Type Typecast? Typecast, yeah. I love that that's become my typecast now, is that I'm the, I'm the guy that makes the noise. You've graduated from dude from Chicago to uh, grunting guy. I didn't, I didn't hear about this graduation. Congratulations, Grant. I knew about the Chicago Thank guy. I didn't, I didn't know you were a grunter now. Yeah, I'm uh, moving, moving on up in the world by moving on down in the evolutionary ladder. Is, oh, can, oh, I, can, I, can I ask you for the sound or is that like one of those like, like those taboos like asking a voice actor to do a voice? Oh, uh, I just cartoon. did the sound, but I can do it again. That was you? Is that? Yeah. Did you think we have a soundboard of Tim I, Allen noise? I thought I'm confused. I thought no, you were I, drinking- I did do. I did want. I did want to. He's granted it earlier. He's saying like, and by earlier, I mean like two minutes ago. Just give us another sample, Grant. Come on, we need our fix. Yeah, give us a sample. Well, I, I said that I would. You don't have okay. to like beg for it. I said that I was going to. Oh, well, we're waiting right now. Yeah. Yes, please. Wait, hold on. Take a sip of water. Do your thing. Hmm. i just know (laughs) i know how how great it is to listen to a podcast with a bunch of dead air uh whoa look out tim allen look out tim allen i don't think he does the i don't think he does the noise anymore does he i don't know have they rebooted home improvement yet i feel like that's something that like has happened or should have happened. Not that I wanted that to happen, but I feel like just, I know what you mean. Yeah, like someone would be like, "Hey, it's that it's that time in the cycle where the iron's hot, and we can really profit from mm-hmm. this." Like everyone needs this, and they would do this thing where they would like, you know, all the kids are grown up. It's you know they're they're in the same old house in what Michigan, I think. But you know, Tim Allen would say something on Twitter and then be fired from the show after like season one. <laughs> and they would just call it like whatever the family's name is, you know, like Roseanne, you know, they just, yeah, they yeah. rebooted Roseanne. She took sleeping pills and said some racist stuff on the internet. They fired the her. Taylors. They renamed it to the, oh yeah, the, the Tim, the, Tim, the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. The Taylors. Well, oh. I'm, I, for one, I'm looking forward to the Taylors where the inevitable uh, Tim Allen cancellation and then a show that nobody asked for that won't go away because they're like fucking still making the. Uh, uh, the Connors, I think it's called. That's like the Roseanne. It's the Roseanne that reboot still on the turned spinoff. Yeah, I saw an article about it like a couple days ago, and there was like a controversy from something. And I'm like, why did? Why are they still making it? You know, you like know, who you is know what trope? I I don't like when those reboots happen. You know, like an older show from the 70s or 80s or even 90s, and then they they do a reboot that takes place in modern time, 
It's the characters being like, whoa, an iPhone? Like, what's yeah, all this yeah, yeah, new yeah. stuff? Oh, I, I, apparently, the new Beavis and Butthead's pretty good about it. Apparently, it's really funny. But I've seen other shows that are, I'm just like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like... You go ahead. Go ahead, Brent. No, I don't no, want you. to. Okay, fine. I'll Fuck you. It. You do it. Did God it? damn it. Whoa. You asked for it. Uh, didn't Animaniacs <laughs> Didn't Animaniacs kind of do like a riff on that? Grant, was that what you were going to yeah. say? No, I was actually going to say, isn't that sort of like what... Uh, didn't Futurama sort of lean into that a little bit heavily? And I know Futurama's like... Wait, that's Futurama. a confusing like the third time. But I, I feel like... Uh, like when they brought Futurama back that it was very like, oh, we all have iPhones and it's a phone that you put inside your eye uh, or whatever. That's right. Uh, that's, that's Although they, they did have one great one where they're talking about uh, the idiots at the company box that fired them. I didn't watch. I don't anymore. remember. That. I just saw like one. Oh, <laughs> one I mean the, the joke. I was the, like, oh, whatever. The, the joke is that you know they show a giant, a giant uh, apartment, not apartment, a building called Box, and then like the B L E D kind of flickers and, and it makes an F, and you're like, oh, it's Fox, and you just see a room of hornets oh, going, yeah. just hitting their heads on the table. Dude. I've been like rewatching classic episodes of The Simpsons recently with my girlfriend, and I'm just like every time they say every time The Simpsons say some shit about Fox, I'm like, oh damn, they just went there. Oh damn, they really just called out Fox like that. They said Fox has like nasty programming and stuff, and then you're sitting there thinking like, aren't they on Fox? What the heck is going on? How how is this legal? It's kayfabe, baby. Crazy fucking shit. But I feel like for the, the 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 reboot thing is if you are making a reboot now, like the, the networks and the producers know that reboots are everybody's tired of reboots, so you have to do this self aware thing where the characters are like, oh, I, I have an iPhone, and I guess uh, Trump was president and stuff, and then it's just like you, it's like you have to get that out of the way, and then you just go back to like whatever Beavis and Butthead like eating nachos. Ari, when when Bento's over, are you going to reboot Bento? Is that what episode six is going to be? Twenty forty. No. I I I mean I'm so I'm so like afraid to know if I'll even finish five. I don't think too much about the future. But since you asked, like my fantasy is if is if I could do any other thing with Bento after five. Honestly, I would I would want to make a video game, and it would be some kind of Sonic clone. Ooh, That'd be not that would Bento be awesome. video game would be cool because it does have that like quality of like uh like those old web games. Um, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, thank you. I think we're saying that. What the, the gimmick I had in mind is that it would it would knowingly be a game that like, like the story within the story is that Mochiflix sold the licensing of Bento Banana to a game company. And so the Bento that you're playing as is not the Bento from the TV series. Oh, he's a ripoff Bento. Not a ripoff, but like, it's just it's just like a digital copy. Like it's just another you know, the entire idea of that character is he's just a series of algorithms being plugged into a banana avatar trying to make the perfect shonen protagonist. And so they would just have those same algorithms, but being like, make the perfect video game protagonist. What if like every time you lose a life, it's a new bento? He just Whoa. blips out of existence. I mean, that's a philosophical question. How many Marios have there truly been? Is it is it the same Ooh, Mario yeah. every moment? 
Well, if you've seen my file, quite a few. <laughs> is, uh, but isn't that of, like uh, a, um, is there like a thing, like, is that a trope um, that like certain what? video game characters like, oh, it's not the same guy. It's like a different, different guy every so. time. Sort of like uh, the end familiar. of the end of that movie with the magicians. I don't mean the, to ruin uh, that movie if no one's seen oh, it. Oh fuck, Grant! Come on, man. Uh, talking about now. I you don't see even know me. what movie it is. I'm just. I don't like spoilers. Um, I don't like magicians. I didn't like that off. movie. Um, the Prestige. Ah, uh, yes. Barely because I remember there was like two. Remember there was like there there was a Prestige, and then the, what, what was the other one that was like not as good? The Illusionist. Yes, I actually yes. like the Illusionist better. Um, oh, I, you know I'm, what? I went into the Illusionist uh, thinking it was going to be the prestige. the prestige. <laughs> yeah, you goofed. easy mistake to make. But I was going to say, speaking of video games, have you guys have you guys uh, seen this stuff going on with Bayonetta this week? Yeah. So I was like mildly curious about this. Like, what is going on? Um, so for those who don't know, the uh the actress um Helen Taylor, I think her name is, or Helena Taylor. Uh, I believe you. Yeah, Helena Taylor. So she was on Twitter, she was posting some videos and said that she was only offered four thousand because I guess they they announced that Bayonetta the character was being recast uh by a different actress uh named Jennifer Hale. And the re and then I guess uh Helena Taylor went on Twitter, she posted a, you know, three videos explaining like yeah, they only offer me $4,000 for the entire game, which is a pitiful, you know, payment for a, what is basically a AAA game, you know, funded by Platinum and Nintendo. And hey, um, at least they didn't replace her with Chris Pratt. Well, maybe they will. Maybe they'll get her a cameo. That, that'll that smooth it over, right? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but she, she uh, posted these videos and it was one of those things where everybody on Twitter was like, this is horrible. How could they do this? Fuck this. Fuck fuck yeah. Bayonetta. Fuck I, Platinum I, I was I was in that camp, to be honest. And like, yeah, because it, it's well, it was reasonable. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, if this is true, then yeah, that's that's fucking lame, right? But right. I was kind of like, there seems like there's more to this story because the actress they replaced her with, uh, Jennifer Hale, has like a m- much bigger resume of acting and especially in big movies, even some Disney stuff. So I'm like, okay, why would they replace her with probably a much more expensive voice actress? So then the the uh, director or the executive director, or whatever this game, uh, Hideki Kamiya was on Twitter. And now I couldn't see this. Hideki Kamiya blocked me on Twitter. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> he blocked he Can, blocks everybody. Like if you say, I don't remember explain like, that. I don't know what the deal with why this uh, guy is like a let's weirdly get to controversial. I'm interested in this story. It's just yeah, okay, a, some goofy fine. thing he does. He's like a he kind of has aggro on Twitter more or less. But anyway, is so, he like a Juve Bowl sort of guy? Where I kind just, of yeah. He's the oh, Japanese yeah, video game developer version of Uwe Bowl. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's going to box him anyway? Le, uh, so then you know Hideki Kamiya is on Twitter, and then he's saying like this isn't true. This isn't true. Like how you know? But everybody's like you know immediately like fuck you, fuck you. You know you pay pay your actors what they deserve. You know fair. But then um, I think it was like Bloomberg or Wall Street Journal or something like a couple days later, I guess they had multiple sources from multiple employees and other people who like didn't want to be named in the story who said that that was like, I got to find the exact the exact um, sequence of events here. But I guess like they offered her like $4,000 per session and it was like multiple sessions. And um, 
it was like verified by um I think it was Bloomberg or whatever the fuck. Uh, let me find it here. Yeah, it was um Bloomberg posted by Jason Schreier on Twitter, who I know he used to work at Kotaku or something. I don't know what he does now. Um, I'm just loading it up here. It's a lot of names. I don't know any of these people. So basically, I guess they offered her between three and four thousand dollars per session for at least five sessions. And uh, I guess she uh, she asked for a six figure fee and they, you know, denied it. And, you know, basically, then she put up these videos saying like in like in like she was kind of like disparaging even the actress who's, uh, you know, replaced her in the role. And yeah, I, I guess like, yeah, basically, like no one's been able to disprove like this new information that's come out about this is that uh, the videos were not the whole story. And. You know, it's just one of those things where, like, obviously at first, that's, like, shitty. Like, if that, like, I'm like, yeah, if that's true, they only offered her that much money, that, that sucks, you know? But, like, it did not add up. And it's it just one of those things where I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm just going to wait, like, a couple days and see what happens. And lo and behold, uh, I guess, yeah, and Jennifer Hale was tweeting about it, too. And again, there's a, there is a possibility that maybe this isn't true, but I guess that no one has been able to, like I said, disprove it. So, I don't know. Well, that, Why are you people playing of, the game in fucking Japanese anyway? <laughs> that that side of thing is definitely kind of, I guess we'll say it, it cools my jets. Because I'm like, oh yeah, I, I definitely was very reactive when that first post went up. Even mm-hmm. hearing that though, I still feel defensive for the initial actress. Because A, I'm kind of like, yeah, I I no doubt that she told the whole story. Because, because, it's, because it's Twitter. And you, you, no one ever tells the full story. You just say like the headline, basically. You only get 140 characters or. I know, I know it was a video, but like. Oh, I didn't know it was a video. (laughs) It was like three three videos. Like, I wasn't going to watch any of them. Like, we can say maybe it was at least a half truth. Like, maybe saying they only offered me 4,000 isn't the most accurate depiction of what it was relayed but i think it's true that the deal that she was being offered wasn't fair and it just strikes me as just another story of voice actors being treated as disposable the same way that 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 is a big issue for sure so i mean yeah there it's like maybe that this particular situation isn't exactly what people thought it was at first but it's also like it's it's endemic of a larger like yeah, like maybe industry. maybe she did sell it a little bit. But the other reason I feel more defensive of her is that you know I'm going to give kind of an ugly example uh, to make my point, which is that you know I did I you recall pay two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I recall I think it was earlier this year. You know after after Dave Chappelle was canceled, after all the comedy clubs wouldn't have him, and he was taught you know morosing about it in front of thousands of people in a stadium. He was like, but you know what? Like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm funding my own tour. The, my point is he was directing them to something that this story of being a victim was actually a funnel to a project, to a in, source of income, to his career. Sure. She yeah. did not have that. She's just like, please don't buy the game. Donate it to charity. Like there's nothing, there is no reason I see for her to object herself to the amount of attention and possible criticism and journalists digging into her then because she felt it was wrong and she had been wronged. Well, I will say like the That's one thing fair. that really, uh, rubbed me wrong a little bit too was like, 
I don't know. A lot of other people worked on this game. Like all the other voice actors came back besides her. A lot of people worked very hard on developing the game for a long time. It's been in development yeah. for like three years, you know? That's mm-hmm. a lot of work. And then just because one person like warped the story in her favor to like potentially lose like a lot of this hard work people, a lot of people put in to be like lost because of like, like as he puts it in the post here, like an appeal to emotion. I don't know. That, that just doesn't sit right with me. Hmm. So yeah, there's truth to that. There's truth to that too. I, you know, like she's not you know, the only artist. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it's a bummer. Like, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't even know if I'm going to get this game. I, the first two games were fun, but it's like, <laughs> I'm, I wasn't particularly like, you know, frothing at the mouth to play it. But, um, but like, it was like when this happened on Twitter, it was like everybody was rep- replying with like the screenshot of their Amazon order with like order canceled. And they're like, take mm. that. And it was <laughs> like, all right. I mean, you know, I just got to say there's there's two sides to the story. There's uh maybe maybe she's right and maybe uh maybe the video game company's right. Um and I'm just I'm sitting over here. I'm I'm sitting over here uh get your feet up on your my, desk looking real casual. I'm sitting here all enlightened saying uh I just want the workers of the world to unite. That's all I want. Thanks, man. <laughs> you know, I've actually I've given it some more thought. I'm actually taking her side Communism? on this issue. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm taking her side on this issue because um, Hideki Kamiya still has me blocked. So mm. fuck him. And, and I, I have uh, to admit that like her her narrative definitely appeals to my view of the world, which is oh really a video game company like shafted you? Huh? Yeah. Sounds sounds right. Not unlikely, right? Not unlikely, right? right. Uh, that's true. They do. They do be shafting. Uh, you want to talk about one more story, Grant? Which one do you want to get to? Um, let's see. We have uh, Kanye West has been opening his mouth a lot. Um, no, Alex Jones has been closing. <laughs> his actually, mouth a lot. <laughs> actually, can I talk more about my Kickstarter? Yeah, yes. um, I did. I did want to uh, talk about it because you did say at the top, and then we asked a hundred more questions. But you said <laughs> that you had a plethora of things that you could say about it, and then we uh, trampled you <laughs> and didn't let you talk anymore. So uh, the floor is yours. Talk about the Kickstarter all you want, because so you hit the goal, but there's more to do. So what what more can you do with the more that you have to do with? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're telling me I can still give this thing money? Kevin, you can give as much money. <laughs> you can give as much money as you wallet. want. Um, so yeah, let me let me let me slow down my brain for a second because nothing is concrete yet. I have to have a meeting with my team still about what these stretch goals will be. But the way it is, the way it's planned out is that the goal that we hit today, which Jesus Christ, I'm still like, what? <laughs> um, that's like. That was the amount I was like, okay, this is the amount that I I need to be able to pay my artists and also pay the government my fair taxes and still be able to like finish this film. Just barely. <laughs> you know where that money goes. Shut up. <laughs> um, but you know, nonetheless, there was um, there was a part of me that was hoping I could ask for more because. I wanted to do a lot more VFX, a lot more work in compositing and VFX and editing. So that's probably going to be the stretch goal I get to next. But even beyond that, there are some other, I mean, 
I have no idea really what the the remaining shelf life of this campaign is going to be. You know, if the momentum stops here, hey, I I did it right. It's all good. But we're giving another- you the thought cops bump. You got at least another five dollars coming your way from one of our fans. <laughs> I mean, that five dollars will go into something good. Um. There's a short I wrote. There's like a one minute sketch of uh, of Bento as a magical girl. Did I talk about this? Can't I remember. Don't think so. I don't think no. so. No. Yeah, there's a there was a cut scene from this episode that it just didn't fit anywhere, but I thought it was really funny. It's essentially just an excuse to give Bento a magical girl transformation sequence. So I think at a certain tier, I'll, that will be its own thing that I'll animate. Um, We'll see. Like, there's there's definitely stuff that would be really fun to animate and would really help me along the way. So, you know, the the main goal has been hit and we are gold. And I hope at this point now I'm just asking people to invest in an already winning horse. Yeah. Do it. Do <laughs> you, it. I'm looking at you yeah. in the, behind the looking at the computer. I mean, the, I mean, I'll, you know. I like I like how you guys are authentic and real. So, you know, I just kind of I just kind of Thank saw you. an element there that the weird thing about this Kickstarter for me is that I have to sell this thing in a lot of ways, which is so unusual for me. Like I am not I'm not a good salesman. And hey, I think neither so- are we. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> uh, I think you, yeah. I think you guys are doing quite well for yourselves. The the campaign if you look at it it's not me being like, look at this fucking awesome thing. Like, this is the coolest fucking shit. Be a part of the revolution. It's me <laughs> like being like, this really means a lot to me. I really love this thing. Like, please help me. Like, I very much was like, strategically, I, I don't think manipulatively, I was being very authentic, but I was trying to, you know, I was, I was selling myself in a way more than this card even though i think this cartoon is awesome i don't know what most people think of it it seems yeah i'm not a good salesman i mean that's like the most annoying arguably the most annoying part of like doing anything creative because it's like if you want people to see it you gotta find a way to sell it and yeah i mean i don't know i've done stupid shit i've i i still i still like find stickers i put up like three or four years ago on light poles around here nice and it's like um I've considered doing the same. I mean, I don't know. It's like, and I have had people say like, I saw, oh, I, oh yeah, I know what that is. I saw the stickers. I mean, I'm wearing a damn t-shirt in my show right now, for <laughs> God's sakes. And, uh, you know, I'm not above it. Ari, that's what you got to do. You got to start wearing, wearing merch of your own stuff. And if possible, have a, yeah. a little cartoon of you on it. Is there any bento <laughs> merch? Do we get a bento sticker that I can slap onto a street sign? They're in the tears. They're in the tears. They're they're. Okay, you know, gotcha. So I'll be I'll be real again. I I wanted to make physical gifts a lot lower initially, but you know it was advised to me like, hey, like if you actually want to be able to use this money to the film, like do yourself some favors. The majority of the backers are going to be lower than a hundred probably, and you don't want to mail out hundreds of stickers, or you're right, not going right. to have money. And it was a bummer because like, you know, I, I think about you guys and I think about friends who like don't have a ton of income, but really like Bento and I, and I want to give them things. Um, so, you know, that's something I kind of, kind of low key hope too can be remedied with stretch goals. I can maybe lower some of those things to give more people some cool stuff like stickers. 
Um, yeah, I want to I mean, I, I give things. If, if if you think about it though, even in terms of the fact that like you're doing it though, even in and of itself, it's like you're making this like essentially not for free, but you are making this and putting it on the internet for free for people to consume and enjoy and yeah. stuff like that. And I mean, I think that that in and of itself is like worth a lot, you know. Thank you. You know, you know what I think kind of is. I have a friend who has this this occurrence where if you do a favor for them, they must repay you back i i I remember i i had a free ticket to a show that i took them to and they were very insistent that that they could buy me a drink or buy me shirt like a shirt at the merch table i didn't really want any of that stuff but i could just tell like oh no i've really kind of upset the the power structure right now in their mind so i was like okay yeah buy me a shirt and i think that's kind of how i feel a little bit where if someone's giving me this money i'm like i why well, I, I hope I can deliver. Let me give you something. Let me give you a shirt. Let me give you a, a hoodie. Right, Let me right. give you a sticker. Right. So, you know, I just these people so many people have been so nice that I just I wanna yeah, I wanna make sure that they feel like they've invested in something that was uh that was special to them. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> I mean, that's, no, that's just like a very like good sentiment. I, I think like you know part of the reason why like uh, you know as as you might have noticed we, we we're not doing a two minutes of hate this week. It's weird because yeah. like for the past like five Thank six God. years, I would feel so bad if I was just like <laughs> yeah my Kickstarter is funded. But you know what really cheeses me off? Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. that's that's yeah, kind of why we changed it. It's weird because I mean, uh, you know for the fun. past. For the f- past five, six years, uh, we thought that we had to do them. We thought that, like, Big Brother was watching us. The door's been unlocked the whole time. We could have just walked out. We didn't have to do two minutes of hate at all. <laughs> um, and it, it's cool because it's, like, obviously, like, we're we're being thrown into a new form of figuring out what do you do when, when there's no more two minutes of hate, when I don't have my Twitter thing to complain about. And it's like, no, I think that uh, your answer to that question and your talking about, you know, how much this means to you and stuff like that is not something that we oftentimes, like, get on this podcast. And it's it's good to, like... Be able to delve into that stuff and that vulnerability and stuff like that because well, that is like a thing where it's like I, the format. I do value that because it's like that is like that's the reason why anybody, a lot of times, most of the time, does anything is like for the the idea of like connection and like I'm going to create this to put this out so that people like get something out of it and it's like Just obviously say you want validation. Of, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, God, um, that comes into my mind so much. This idea, like, uh, let me, let me, I, I, it's like crazy stuff around this came up this week where it was like, uh, this, all right, this Say is this hello is to your of, dog for me. I, I heard it shaking. Oh, man. Assuming that's a dog. <laughs> that's yes. a dog. Oh, man. Saw, you might, need to, get, you might need to give me like five minutes. He, he gets rowdy. Can I go play with him for like five minutes? Yeah, yeah. For sure. All right, I'll be right back. And then uh, don't lose the thread of whatever it was you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Hang on one sec. All right. Hopefully, hopefully that uh, will keep him chill for a while. Anyway, should I just, should I just go back in, just get back into it? Yeah. Um. So just to to set you up a little, I think I would said something about oh, just the the connection and wanting to make stuff and wanting to do stuff so that people get something out of it, and then yeah, however you want to respond to that. Sure. I have a. I, there's a couple things that reminds me of. 
One of them is that, and I wanted to talk about this in my campaign video, but I was trying to make that as short and sweet as I could. So this, so this was cut. But yes, as I mentioned earlier, I've had Bento and Plumpy as characters in my mind since I was 13. And when I was in my early 20s, I had, I had gone to a convention, Dragon Con in Atlanta. I was, I was screening a film in a film festival there. It was pretty cool. And I went to a panel there around web series. And they were talking about if you're making a web series, like you got to appeal to a niche, some zombie people, some furries, you know, what have you. And I was like, yeah, what niche am I interested in? And I was like, I like anime. And I was like, oh, what about the, that like bento banana character I have? He's, yeah, that's, that'd be fun. And I like, I wrote a couple like one minute, two minute ideas. They were kind of, kind of funny. Felt very old adult swim, very crass, but nothing ever happened with them. Cause I think, I think it was just really shallow. It was just like, oh, be, be, be anime audience, make make anime cartoon, make fun of anime. Yeah, oh, isn't it dumb how the animation's so limited? Um, but but something weird and magic happened this one evening where, like, years, years, years later, I was driving to an improv practice and a J-Rock song was playing on Spotify to some random song. And I had always had this idea where if I had made some little bento episodes that there'd be like a finale where he's fighting, you know, just some kind of at the time, nega bento, bento equivalent or shadow the hedgehog or Wario, just, yeah, just some, yeah. just some metal bento robot. With an, AK, uh, with a, with an AR-15. Yeah, I got you. Bro, I could talk shadow all day. Don't trigger me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. My, my, I, I'm, I'm it's playing true. the game currently, but anyway, don't, don't, don't let me go there. Um, Oh, I kind of want to know about that. But, right. we'll, we'll talk later about it if you're interested. <laughs> <All right>. Off <laughs> mic. Off mic. Or on mic for a whole other two hours. Um, I two imagined hours him, of hate. <laughs> love. I imagined segment. him fighting like a metal bento. But this one evening as I was driving to improv practice, and I guess this will be a spoiler if bento five happens, I replaced the metal bento with a executive producer i imagined what if the fight was with an executive and what ensued in my mind honestly made me cry and i was like oh my god i have to do this this was five years ago and so i have been on a five-year chase to get to that conclusion that was playing in my mind one evening when a j-rock song came on spotify dude those moments are so invaluable like I, I've been writing some like scripts in my own like downtime recently because it's like sometimes I'll have an idea for something and it's like, oh, my God, I've never seen that before. I would love to see that. And if mm. somebody else does it before me, I won't be <laughs> able to forgive myself. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to do it, you know. Yeah. And it's like I, I have like honestly, a lot of them are like I've had so many stray ideas where it's like, oh, I've never seen a movie with a scene like this. What if I just build a movie around that and everything else comes into place? I know that's kind of a poor way to start, but just when you have that lightning in a bottle moment and you're like, oh, like you get chills, like, oh, I, I would love to see that, you know, right. I feel like you have to chase it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that's, that's been um, my case. I feel like that's been, you know, because I've, I've talked a little bit about like I'm working on a novel, whatever. It's going to take like <laughs> fucking years to do. Um, 
and I feel like I'm not even halfway done, like, you know, sort of thing. But that was always like a big thing for me is like, I always want to like write something. I always want to have something like physical that I can put out. That's like a, a token of like the existence that I've had on earth sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, same thing. One day I just had the idea of just like, what if there was just like a guy that thought that he was invisible, but you don't really know if he is or not. Like, what would the inside of that guy's mind? Be? And it's just like, I immediately just started writing. And within like a day or two, I had like 20, 30 hook. pages written sort of thing. Yeah. And it was just, it came from just that idea because I, I've always felt all my life where it's like, uh, sort of like what you were saying, Ari, like, uh, like what, what, Oh, find your niche. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? What ideas do you have? And it's just like, I, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to write about. I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I like, stuff like that. And it's like, I had this idea and it's like, I don't think anyone's had this specific idea before, you know? Exactly. And sometimes that, that type of stuff just like triggers in your head. And, you know, obviously, like you were saying, um, you've been with Bento for a long time. And like, so this is like years. the idea yeah. of like the conclusion is there is there a point where you're like looking at like okay this is the end point but after the end point that i've had planned for however long like uh like do, does that give you a feeling of sadness that it's like oh no bento <laughs> might be over or like do, is there like the the need to want to like com- do more with it or are you just sort of along the lines of like I'll do this, I'll drop it, and then I can move on to the next thing. And then if I want to come back to it, you know, sort of thing. Like, what are your thoughts on that? It it really, it really varies moment to moment. I think it's mostly this anxious, frantic thought stream of, oh my God, please let me finish this even. Please let me finish right. this even. I'm not so worried about what's going to happen afterwards. I'm like, please just let me finish it. Um, and I have, like, I... I think more the way I imagine it being, it will be relief to be like, oh, wow, like I can rest knowing, I mean, probably not knowing how my mind actually works. I'll be like, what's next? But what I tell myself is that when it's done, I can, I can have the satisfaction of knowing that there, there is a thing out in the world that feels like exactly what I wanted to make. There are a lot of people who I think are waiting for someone to make the thing for them or tell them like, this is amazing. We're good. Yeah. You, we need to make this with you. Here's, we'll do it here. Here's all the money you need and we'll do it for you. But I, uh, I'm actually, I'm going to pivot for a second because there has been a recent question that's come up amongst me and friends where even though I work in animation, it seems like I am an anomaly where most animators I know do not do what I am doing. They don't have ambitious side animations. Most of them, when they're, when they're off work, they have other hobbies. They cook, they hike, they play video games, maybe they draw. But taking a year or longer to make a cartoon is baffling. And so a question occurs sometimes when they approach me and see my work is, wow, how did you do that? And that question is a mind fuck because it's not just like, well, I just, I just love it so much. And I just pulled myself up from my bootstraps and I'm disciplined. It's also like, 
No, I was made fun of a lot as a kid and my ideas are made fun of a lot. So I have to like really polish them and make sure they look good before I can show them to anybody. I really want you to like me. I want this to look really cool so you'll like me. Like it's, you know, there's there's also some trauma in the amount of perfection that I've put into these things. So I forgot how I pivoted to this, but it's that's that's been a recurring question on my mind lately, which is like, why am I why am I doing this? Yeah, I, I've, I love Bento Banana. I've watched them all multiple times, but I would not say that I uh, anticipated that it came from trauma. <laughs> well, the next episode, uh, something it, it, I said it on Twitter that uh, episode four is it's a. Uh, let me backtrack. Episodes one through three, I feel like are comedies with elements of dark sci-fi. Episode yeah. four is going to be a dark sci-fi with elements of comedy. Uh, and I didn't, I, I I mean, I actually do think there is a little bit of some elements of trauma in Bento, but I just meant in general, like the fact that I put so much time and work into the animations that I make, I think comes from a place of childhood of uh, being like very afraid to show something not good enough to like pass someone's test and be like, Oh, you're just a weird neurodivergent kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. It's like, you know, why, why do you think that for the past uh, five, six years, we've done such an angry show all the time. It's <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I totally relate with that where it's like, yeah, no, I mean, so much of everything I do has always been sort of like contextualized along those lines. And I think that that's like a very human response and, you know, and a, a very human like thing to like, want to like create something to like, you know, either foster that connection or have that connection or like be able to put something out into the world where it's, it's like, I, I think that that's almost like very first principally is just to be like, I'm doing this because I want people to like it because I think if people like it, that they will like me because I feel yeah. like people didn't like me sort of. Yeah, thing. that's what that's I'm telling you. Validation, uh, baby. Relating. Yeah. And maybe so you can make some money while you get it. <laughs> yeah. At least enough to yeah, charge it. more for stickers. Uh, speaking of that, though, I did want to give a shout out. Uh, we don't have a new patron this week, but I want to give a shout out to one of our older patrons, uh, Catherine N., who has been a pa- has been a patron of Thought Cops since April twentieth, twenty twenty four twenty. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for all the support. Uh, you can Thank head you on over to Patreon. That decision on that day. Yes, very. Uh, <laughs> of, I, I'm hoping it was of sound mind. Uh, and she just didn't forget. And she just didn't forget to unsub. But thank you, thank you Whoa. for all all the love. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/thoughtcops. If you guys want to uh, support the show yourselves, you can get a backlog of bonus content over at Patreon.com/slash/thoughtcops. We got a lot of episodes of Fire Bros in there. A lot more to come. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know if we're doing Key to the City anymore. But you can do it. There's no hard and fast rules. I do have you, one that you're the you're a thought cop you make the rules well I'm going to say I'm going to at least do it on this episode because yeah or you might find this interesting I was at the bookstore the other day uh indie comic shop in Chicago called Quimby's they had a lot of cool stuff there um you know it's every time I check it out there's always something new something you know they, they just got a lot of like people I might you know work I might recognize from the internet so I, I turned the corner the other day and I saw a book on the shelf that made me gasp because it was this book. <gasps> oh shit! Yeah, hell Dude, yeah! I can't this see is, it. Uh, also, people this is, can't um, hear it. This is uh, it's called "Loudest and Smartest." It's by Alex Crocus, who is an old friend of both Ari and mine. 
And uh, no, Alex has got some, he makes these like four panel comics. They're really fucking funny. Uh, follow him on Instagram on Twitter. Uh, I think he does animation work too. But yeah, I was like handles. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, look, uh, look oh, okay. Alex Crocus, uh, loudest and smartest. And I guess like this book just came out today, but I happened to find it like a week ago. They must have put it out early or something. And I like messaged him like, dude, I like fucking like I I was like in shock when I you know, like I'm like because it's so it's cool to like you know like you said Grant you want to put something out like a physical token of your existence but this is the first time that I like had just randomly in the wild f- seen something physically that somebody I know made you know right so that was really cool so shout out to him uh, loudest yeah, and smartest awesome. that's out out today well I, I have a key to the city yeah, oh, on the it. on the theme of uh, indie comics. Uh, the, uh, the internet darling, Alec Robbins, AKA Mr. Boop, if anyone's heard of him, has a, a comic called Crime Hot that I've been picking up. It is, uh, it is a very funny, very sexy comic. I read this thing and I remember thinking, oh, I think I get hentai now. This is amazing. Uh, very, very hot, very unique. I would describe it as like, like a, Western comic-y Lupin the Third heisty pornographic comic. It's very unique. It's very special. The uh, cover looks quite to, sexual. It is quite sexual. Quite sexual. I'm a fan. But there, I mean, I don't know. Like when I was like, I was perusing the aisle of Quimby's and the indie comics aisle. I'm like, man, there is so much amazing stuff happening in this medium, and it's just you know because it takes a lot comics to get in a general made. Well, indie comics in general, I feel like there's so much like cool stuff. And I mean, I follow a lot of people on Twitter who do their own comics and stuff. Uh, I've given out many keys to the city to them over the course of time. But I I feel like with indie comics, you can truly be very experimental because, you know, obviously making a cartoon is very hard. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of support Mm -hmm. in indie comic you could make on your own and like, you know, it's a start or if that's just what you want to do, it's you're floating it out there. And, um, I don't know, like it's like every book was just like, there's just so many unique art styles, you know, it just, it felt like each one was more different than the last. And then one day someone will make the umbrella Academy, a Netflix television show for you to watch with your eyeballs. Well, maybe they'll do a loudest. I'm, I'm, that's bound to happen. A loudest and smartest cartoon. But um, anyway, yeah. it. Grant, you see any good comics this week? No. <laughs> What's Garfield up to? Let, yeah, I'm, let me see what he's up to right now. Well, What's we our have, old friend uh, Garfield up to? We have a robot in our Discord that posts uh, every day's gay field. <laughs> and that's that's all that I know is that it's Monday and Garfield is gay. So, um. Well, I'm on Garfield.com. I'm on Garfield.com. We're uh, we're um, stepping on some some pretty uh, big shoes here. Going on Garfield.com, doing a podcast about it. Oh, nobody else is allowed to talk about Garfield because one guy does it. Come on. Since if you guys are changing the format of the show, can we have uh, Garfield News, the Garfield Minute? Yeah, but whoever I... does it will eventually stop doing it. Oh, okay, stop contributing. Jim Davis will have our heads. I don't know. I can't find it. Um, Lasagna cat's better. Fuck it. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it just like in the front? Wouldn't that just be if you go to Garfield.com? Shouldn't that just be the first page? Is just today's strip? It's not. 
It's not. <laughs> what the fuck is Garfield? Are they, are they paywalling Garfield? No, it, the Garfield.com takes you to Nick.com slash shows slash uh, Garfield. Sucks. They I fucking didn't know Nick had Garfield, such a... dude. <laughs> he said it explains why he's in that Nickelodeon Brawl Star game. I didn't know he was like such a Nick property. I think that's Times more recent. Yeah. Yeah. Man, these uh, fucking crossovers have got to chill out. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, like, obviously, I love Smash Brothers. Uh, Space Jam um, 2. Space Jam 2, no. Uh, that's where things started to go wrong. But no, yeah. like, in the, the Nick, the Nick All Star uh, Brawl, that's fine too. I think it's really just the multiverses thing that's just like, all right. And Fortnite. Yeah. I just saw that, like, uh, like, I saw a video of like someone like Rick from Rick and Morty doing a Kamehameha and like <laughs> killing like killing Spider-Man. And then I just saw like this week they added uh Ash from Evil Dead. That like what is the like what is the logic to adding a character to this, you know? I saw Deep. someone uh someone was playing as uh Malcolm X and he shot a Teletubby. What? No way. Has to be, I mean, I'm assuming yeah, that's no, a mod. I'm, I'm lying. That's okay, not true. Okay. No, I just oh, made that up in my mind because I'm so fucked that's what in we're the doing? head. We're doing that on the show now? Lying? Yeah, we're lying. <laughs> it's about time. Do you remember yeah. when Freddy versus Jason came out and that was a big deal? It was just like, whoa, like two different monsters in the same movie? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or Alien versus Predator. Yeah, I remember thinking like, "Wow, like that's where things are going. Like that's crazy. Like they, Batman v Superman. That was like what thirty years in the making, and now it's just like yeah. just stuff and stuff. We 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 put we put Game of Thrones in a Rick and Morty. We put Bugs Bunny in a in a Tiny Toons. We're for, you know what? That one's actually not crazy. That was a bad, was that was say, a that bad sense. <laughs> that one's canon. I mean, that, oh, you know, you know so what though? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is important. No, if I had it, if I had a two minutes of hate, this is kind of old now, but it, it just got brought up. I can't believe that they made Babs and Babs and Buster siblings in the new Tiny Tunes. Oh, they were, I didn't know is there was that out yet? Tiny Tunes. I don't know if it is, but they're in college now. And when I was a little boy, I really wanted those bunnies to kiss. And now they're adults. <laughs> they're in college, and they made them fucking siblings. That's well, depending on the state they live in, maybe it's okay. I want those bunnies to fuck. And I know what you're I just, thinking. Wait, they're Tiny Tunes, though. They can't. I know, what I know what you're thinking. We're in a post Game of Thrones world. Incest is cool now, but like, really, guys, you really think that they're going to let that fly? No. I just want to see one of the characters take out their iPhone and be like, all right, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Uh, Should we get some voicemails? Oh, yeah. Voicemails. Uh, uh, If you guys want to give us a call, 312-788-7361. Or you can always send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. And hit it. Oh, this uh, this will be a good one, considering how much we've been talking about uh, creating things and uh, people making stuff. Uh, let's all listen okay. to this first one. Hi, Thought Cops. I'm currently writing a fan piece of fan fiction, and I wanted to get your thoughts on what I've got so far. You've come to the right place. Okay, so it starts off with Kermit the Frog. Chained to a pipe in a dirty bathroom. <laughs> okay. And all of a sudden, the puppet from Saw comes on the TV. And he's like, hello, Kermit. I want to play a game. And Kermit is like, what? No! And across from the room is 
chained to the wall is Sonic the Hedgehog. And the film ends with Sonic cutting one of his feet off and exiting the room. And the corpse in the middle of the room is going to be Peter Griffin. And he's going to get up and go after Sonic. I like stuff and stuff. I like multiverses. I like that there's multiple <laughs> characters in one setting. I think this yeah, is very is good. <laughs> was, was it a new map in Fortnite? <laughs> Again, that type of stuff just reminds me of like when I was a kid and I would like take my toy box and like throw all the toys onto the floor and be like, yeah. today the Power Rangers are going to be fighting Mario. And it's just <laughs> like, it's it's that mentality of I feel like the people that are making, I know that it's good when you're like a creative person to have a childlike mentality, but there's a difference between childlike and childish. And I feel like so much of this shit is like, yeah, what if the, the Powerpuff Girls and Scooby-Doo and they all fought each other and like I can see the like grown men in like an office with like two little toys like going like yeah and then they're fighting and then and, and the batman comes in and it's like, and they're I just like throwing dollar bills like <laughs> yes yes i will say Honestly. though that 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 caller nice voice yeah i know this could be he could be the next leo the incredible at this rate yeah uh we're gonna have a i don't know that guy's name i think that he's left voicemails before um, yeah, I, I recognize the voice i, I don't know who it is uh, but I definitely we're gonna have to have him. a voice off well, I want to say like, really quick. I got I got one last thing to say about crossovers, yeah. though. Like I mentioned, Smash Bros. At least there's a logic to it. There's rules, you know. Like right. he's like the the has the character has to be from a video game. You know, obviously in the beginning it was only Nintendo characters. Okay, simple enough. And then they added Snake. Then they added Sonic, and it was like okay, just characters from a video game. However, they have to have originated from a video game. And his mm. examples were no Goku and no Iron Man. Mm. Simple enough. You know, am I still surprised to see Sora? Sure. I don't know where they're going to take it from here, but it's not like, you know, multiverse is just like, what properties do we own? Like, they're just like yeah. looking around and like, what, what puppet do yeah. they, you know, let's check our collection. I mean, Space which Jam, is what Space Jam was, Yeah. That was the worst advertisement, the longest advertisement I've ever seen in oh, my entire brutal. life. Unless Ari worked on it, in which case <laughs> I did. Yeah, not. it was great. But I, I love I, Space Jam. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's a technical work of art, uh, but not a. Mm. I think probably the bigger flex is more of the the balance of of intellectual property. That's really more what that movie that was is. Flex. Um, well, that's like, Ari, remember it, like in Roger Rabbit yeah, when yeah. Donald Duck and Daffy Duck were like playing the piano like in a duel off. Yeah, that right. was crazy. First time I saw yeah. that, I'm like, wait, did we talk about this last episode? I think we did. Whatever. Probably. But um, um, Ari, you you probably, since you're like artistically minded, I think that you would have a hell of a time watching this movie because the court that they play basketball on is like clear virtual reality. Like you see through it. So you can't tell what they're doing at all at any point in time. You just see a <laughs> sea of like characters in the background and you cannot tell that they're playing like the game of basketball. It's like mind like it's it's eye numbing. I my my personal gripe, like the reason I just wouldn't see the movie from like a 2D animation, that too. But even more than that, because like I can enjoy a bad film, but not this one. If you if you watch the first Space Jam Space Jam movie, I feel like the 2D animation holds up. It looks yes. really cool. It's yeah. very impressive. It's really well rendered. 
And in the, in this next movie, there's just such a blatant disregard for 2D that they intentionally make it look like really cheap. Like, I don't want to disrespect yeah, any animators. It, looks- it just clearly doesn't have the same flair and pizzazz as the CG animation does. There's clearly way more money put into that to be like, now they're real cartoons. Now they're cool. And that's just, I remember when we got to that point in the movie, like Grant, me and our friend Josh watched that movie together in pain. And I remember we all groaned at the moment when they all turned from like 2d to 3d animation. We're like, man, it was so much harder to watch. It's like, why do you think another dimension's cooler? Like we already live in that dimension. It's cooler when there's less. That's why yeah. people liked the Looney Tunes in the first place. Is yeah. like, what well, you can just take things and flatten them. You can make a uh, duck and a rabbit talk. This is great. Uh, they just drop heavy things on each other and they live. I can't do this in real life. <laughs> for the for the record, I I am not a like. <laughs> 2D is better than CG. I don't, I don't think I came off right, that way, of course, but just to yeah. be clear, like a- good animation is good animation, but I, sure, I don't yeah, like it right. when a studio is clearly making one medium seem inferior than the other. They were favoring it, one yeah. for sure. I mean, Disney's yeah. clearly trying to kill hand-drawn animation, I think because there's so many veterans in that field that they have to pay good rates to, and there's a bunch uh, of younger CG animators that are just like, it's a new medium, it's a new world, but... Maybe maybe it'll balance out now. I think it's been around long enough, and it might be like, yeah, it's no longer frugal. <laughs> it's all because that goddamn Toy Story. Yeah, <sighs> goddamn Toy Story. <laughs> Tim Allen, oh, you, you ruin everything. Okay, yeah, well, yeah let's hit the next voice. Ain't man. that the truth? TikTok, where people will post their their like cat or dog, and it's like. My my dog or cat last yeah. day on earth, and it's always so sad because they're like the cat or dog is like, you know, they're old, they have like the gray face, and then they get them like a little bit of ice cream or like a burger, they let them have like people food, and it's so sad, and it's like those like, 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 um, those commercials for those abused animals, but this is the social media version of it, and I'm like tearing up even thinking about it, this is the only thing that's like, gives me emotion, and I think the punishment <laughs> should be that, um, I can verify their that. Lives forever, so I would just see sad fucking videos when I'm already just like, a sad person. That's that true. sounds sad. sad. I, I haven't seen those videos, person. but those, those, yeah, if I saw like an old dog eating ice cream, It'd be like, ah, God, I can't. Oh my God. I, I, like, whenever I come across, like, she mentioned, like, like that, the dog with, like, the dignified, like, gray kind of muzzle, you know? Yeah. Like, just when you see, like, a little dog, a little old dog like that eating ice cream, I have more respect for that dog than I do for any of the troops. (laughs) Yeah. How come also we love old animals so much, but there's like an old person and we're like, Oh, you're gross. You know, get away from me. Well, it's because they're wrinkly. That's, I'm, yeah, right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look like that one day. I don't want to look, I don't want to look. Give, like, I'll oh, give you man. an answer. I think it's, I think it's similar to the reason why we like cartoons. It's just because it's just like kind of aesthetically cute way to <laughs> grapple with complicated topics. So when you see an older animal, like, you're kind of you're you're thinking about death in this abstract way that's usually uncomfortable when you see an older human being. You're like, I don't want to th- no, I don't want to think about that. But when it's an animal, you can you can kind of let it in a little easier. I love this. Ari is like bringing us like philosophy and animation together on this episode. Like really helping us. 
helping us contextualize and cope through life with cartoons, which we all do subconsciously. Yeah, this is why, like, uh, I mean, in in addition to the the bento uh, stuff, I also wanted to have you on because uh, you're a joy to have on. Thank you. You know, this this felt like a good episode to drop the format. Uh, I hope we're juggling it well and whatnot. But it's like, no, this is this. Let is us good. know in the this comments. Yeah, leave a comment, please. Please leave a comment. Leave a leave a review. Uh, speaking of leaving things, someone left another voicemail. Yeah, hello. Uh, Kevin said he wanted new voicemails because there weren't any in the past <laughs> few. So I said next week, and here it is. Uh, I don't have anything to hate this week or good. anything do we. particular to say that's <laughs> online. Up. I've been having a good week. I've been All right, cool. playing a lot of video games, which I don't do much anymore. Oh, I've been yeah. playing No More Heroes 3 on the PS5. Uh, it looks good. I also got them fighting herds, and a new TMNT game Ooh. is going to come here today. I think uh, I've been playing Overwatch. I also managed to get into this chick's DM somehow. Uh, now I have to learn how to play Apex Legends, which I Are don't really want to do that. But whatever. <laughs> I assume. I think the language Sounds barrier like is going to be the bigger hurdle there. Oh, so boy. yeah, lots of gaming this week. I think I've been having a pretty good week. Good. That sounds good. I'm glad. I'm nice. happy for you. I'm happy for you, okay? <laughs> uh, no More Heroes 3. Now, that's a game I think both Ari and I played. Yes. I think I saw you on oh, that. Yeah. That's so cool. Have you seen, because like he, like he mentioned, he's playing it on PS5. Have you seen what the game looks like on PS5? No, I didn't even know it was Dude, on PS5. It, it's like, it just came out. Like it, it came out on Switch like over a year ago, and they just put it on PS5. Dude, it looks like night and day better. Or at least what? a lot more detailed. It's way I'll more check detailed. It out. It's like there's like shit like where before there was like nothing in the background or nothing, whatever. There's like a bunch of like details and buildings and stuff now. I guess maybe that maybe that's not necessarily better, but it looks yeah. obviously crisper. Like the, but the it's cool hardware that they didn't is being just utilized. Like, yeah, yeah. They didn't just like pour the game over and like put a shiny coat of paint on it. They actually added in like everything they could. Uh, for that game, but I I do love those games. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, I won't get into a whole thing about this because it, it go on forever. But first, real quick question: Did you play uh, Travis Strikes Again? I didn't, and I kind of wish I did because I was kind of lost in some parts <laughs> of No More Heroes you know, Three. Play it or don't play it, but I would recommend um, watching a video essay on it because you know all this talk that we were having earlier around like art and creativity and like auteur theory, like. That game is an insane, like, reflection of Suda51's mentality. I didn't really understand when I was playing it, but then I listened to some YouTubers talk about it, and I have a whole newfound respect for it. So if you're into that series, uh, explore Travis Strikes Again, at least some video yeah, essays on it. It's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, Suda51, I mean, that's one of them. Like, yeah, he's... Or uh, I, I forget his full name, or if he just goes by Suda Fifty One. I'm not sure if that's just the studio. That's what I Regardless, know him as. they put a lot of amazing games out, but also very unique, um, very aesthetically. Uh, what do you? Killer Seven, I think, was another one. Yep, yep, yep. You know, a lot of games that look like a cell shaded fever dream, a violent cell shaded cell yeah. shaded fever dream. Very pulpy. Yes. Very avant garde. He's he's a he's a he's a little weirdo. I know he said he's playing some other games. Uh, also, what was it? He said he's playing Apex Legends to try yeah, to get know, with a said, girl who he, he doesn't speak the same language as. Oh, I, didn't, I missed that detail. I heard him so say I got into, barrier. She said, I got into a girl's DMs 
So now I got to learn how to play Apex Legends. Yeah. And he said the language barrier would be the hardest aspect to overcome with that. I I don't Uh, know what really that means at all, but uh, good luck, fella. Have have fun, uh, I guess. Like, I don't want the show to turn into like toxic positivity. We we can't just go from like toxic <laughs> to toxic positivity. Right. There right. is a middle here. Like I I, I just like we're not I there made yet. Fun of that I, guy's fanfic. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. What I the hell, man? That fanfic. Hey, you know it'll it'll all balance out. My personal hero Joe Rogan once said this about okay, the social bro. justice warrior movement. He said, okay. you know, because it was it was so far one direction at one point, and now it's it's going to swing back the other direction. But eventually, you know, it, it it's going to be somewhere in the middle. If if it has to go too far the other direction in order for it to sort of like you know retain a certain level of like equality or anything like that, then like so be it. Because it's been a certain way for however long, and you know that's just how it is um anyway coupon code for alpha green <laughs> is uh, thought cops 20 so yeah hey we're not ashamed to shill some probably toxic also, legal powder. disclaimer legal disclaimer we also do own stake in the company so um mm. now that we have that out of the way if you go to yeah. the website and buy however much you want well there anyway that was uh, in it Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, uh, so if that inspired you guys, uh, give us a call, 312-788-7361. Or you can always send an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, let us know what you thought about this episode. I know this is a little bit different. We're kind of working out the new uh, quote-unquote format or the new feel of the show. Let's call it the new right, vibe. Right. Uh, give us a vibe check. Tell us what you thought of the episode. <laughs> uh, tell us what you – you know what? Tell us what you like to hear from us because the show doesn't Give have to be detailed criticism yeah please. as much detail as you can pack in as many words as you can um, yeah garfield minute we want the right. garfield and, minute <laughs> uh hit well, the updute if you want the garfield minute um yeah i mean i i I sort of mentioned this as we were like sort of talking behind the scenes. Sometimes Kevin and I, I Kevin and I talk behind the scenes. Um, and I mentioned Crazy, like, right? you know, maybe we'll do a couple episodes that are sort of without the net, you know, so to speak. And then eventually we'll, we'll build a net so that we like, we're not idiots. We're going to build a net, but like for, yeah, for a while, it's like, well, I don't, bit. I don't need a net, you know, I can climb this mountain, whatever, but eventually there, there'll be something, a piece of string or something. I don't know. So, so. tug on that string of destiny and ride the wave of thought cops season two. When will season three happen? I don't know. could be 10 years, 20 years. Who knows? But, uh, my next Ari- month will break down. That'll be season yeah. three. Well, when I'm eating a tube. <laughs> uh, Ari, let us know uh, where. Week. So, people, if if Bento Banana entices you at all, head on over to bentobanana.com, donate, give some money, help this beautiful passion Sorry. project Contribute. become all it can be. Yes, could you I've contribute been, something to society for a change by no, donating to a cartoon? That's not what I meant. No, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's your right. Ass. No, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Ari's not, told- Ari's not saying that. Ari's. Not, I am though. I am. I've been told not to call it donating. It's called contributing. You're contributing oh, to my campaign. Okay. I wasn't saying contribute to society, you snowflakes. Well, I was hey, not saying I, well, I would because my personal hero, Joe Rogan, told me no, if I do martial arts and eat liver that I uh, won't be depressed anymore. And I'm not. No. Well, for Are real, we, where, any, yes. If, if anyone is... 
Yeah, people can find me on, they can find my videos on YouTube. I'm just at Ari Grab. It's also my Twitter handle. And if you want to check out the campaign, please go to bentobanana.com. I think it's a pretty fun page. I put like way more work into that page itself than I was imagining. And I'm really proud of it. So even if you, <laughs> even if you're not in a position to contribute, uh, take a look at it. I think it's, There's some fun it's graphics, fun. some gifts. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And uh, overall, I'm just incredibly appreciative of anyone who's ever taken any time to check it out. I put a lot of time and a lot of love and energy into it. So if you've given it any time of day, thank you. Wonderful. And also check out the first three on uh, Ari's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like five minutes long each. Go watch them. Less. So what are you doing? Start- also, what is your what is your Mario video up to now? Because wasn't it like oh, it's like twenty four of- million. Yeah. Jesus H. Yeah, that used to be my my cow. I think I think the algorithm is finally tired of it. But there were, it, you know what it was? I think Bowsette. Something about Bowsette. Oh, yeah. just made that video go crazy, and it was getting like made it up a hundred, two hundred thousand views a day for a while. So you didn't get another bump by like people accidentally clicking on your video instead of the Mario Brothers movie trailer? You would think, but no, I think um I think the algorithms are done with me. I think I think just you know, I call it the witch's curse. We don't gotta talk about algorithms. It's 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 hack now. They control well, you know our what? lives. Yeah. Before before we before we sign off here, Ari, what yeah. do you think of the Mario Bros. movie? Are you looking forward to it? What do you think of it? I think it's going to be as a great an animator time. and a Mario fan. I think you just just get drunk enough that you forget Chris Pratt's in it, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's that's fair. I'll that's I'll do like and that won't be Sonic. hard because yeah. you know it's not like his voice is like distinguishable. It's like it's just it's fine. Like he's mushroom just, kingdom. Yeah. You know, I will say I freaked out that he didn't say "Let's go." Like here we come. I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you see the the French edit of it where uh, like the yeah, little I Mario he's jumping and then he goes oh, oh, oh. well it's hopefully just like, why we'll couldn't get, he do that hopefully, hopefully we'll get that? a DVD where we can get the French version well I think I think the art style looks amazing obviously we talked about that a lot last week but I wanted to get your perspective uh, as a professional and, it's gonna uh, be fun let's when the movie comes just, out we can yeah. psychoanalyze it you know I also will say oh, I changed I my wait. mind. I was editing the last episode and I did say last episode, like, uh, I wouldn't want to listen to Charles Martinet do that for an hour and a half. I changed my mind. I would. I'm I'm totally on board. I'm fine with that. I don't care. I sat through I the have- SpongeBob movie. Have you heard <laughs> SpongeBob talk? It's not any better. I don't care. He can do whatever voice he wants. Chris Pratt. No. I am curious no. what Charles Martinet's cameo is going to be. I my theory is it's going to be like Stan Lee, just like, hey, kids, you drop this or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe he'll play himself. Who knows? That, I'm honestly because I guess he did turn down the role of doing Mario, which is why he's not doing it. He, no, he apparently he I had heard I, that I, he turned. I, it down. I don't believe that. I well, they I only offered four thousand dollars. <laughs> Anyway, let's wrap up here. Yeah. yeah, let's yeah. sign off. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening again. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know what you would want from us in the future. Ari, thank you for coming back on the show. As Grant said, always a pleasure. Yes. Like banana. And we'll see you next time. 
Uh, usually I'd say see you space cop here, but I don't want to. Damn. I'll do it next time. I still like that part. 